from Love and Radio. You're listening to the Dreams episode of the Secrets Hotline. I just at nine two nine Secrets. I'm Nick Vanderkolk. I just woke up from a nap where I had a dream about having sex with Ronald McDonald. And he had a vagina. Yeah, so hopefully you can use that. I mean, there's not much more to the dream. It's just me consensually fucking Ronald McDonald. <laughs> okay, fine. My oldest sister is 15 years older than me. Whenever she would come home from college, it would be really exciting to have a little sleepover in her room and sleep next to her. And I must have been about five years old. I was sleeping next to her. And in my dream, which I know this was not a dream, but I know it's a dream. In the corner of her room, a robin bird pecked its way through the bedroom. And then landed on top of my chest and pecked at the top of my head. And that was so real that I believed it. I woke up freaking out. I was so certain that it happened. I told my sister that it happened. I still to this day, I feel the pain of it pecking on my head. I feel the anxiety of seeing it come through the corner of the drywall of the house. My sister kept assuring me that it didn't happen because it would have left a hole in the wall. So that happened in the 80s, and we sold that house a couple years ago. And even when we were going to the estate sale and cleaning up the house, every single time I'd ever walk in that room, I would just have this anxiety and tenseness just knowing that that bird could come out again. Hello, Secrets Hotline. I'm here with a dream that I had not that long ago, in which, among a lot of other things that happened, a high school crush was coming to my defense at some remarks that her homophobic father was saying towards me. And after a number of hugs and affirmations, that person turned to me and said, you're like the Capri Sun in the cooler at a social gathering. Pre-sun in the cooler at a social gathering. I don't know if I want you quite yet, but everyone who sees you is real happier there, and I know you're going to make the person that ends up having you super happy. Super happy. Soupy. against me they were being hostile towards me which is really weird because I have really good relationships with all of these people in real life so in my dream I took note of it I was like, why is everybody so hostile why is everybody being so mean 
And it kind of clicked in that moment that I was dreaming. Oh, this is a dream. And I became lucid in my dream. And even though I knew I was dreaming, I still couldn't fully control my dream. And my friends are still getting more and more hostile. And they decided to call the police on me. I thought to myself, okay, when the police come and they knock on the door, if I alter my thoughts and, and I'm not scared, when I open the door, it won't be the police. All of a sudden I heard the knock and I thought to myself, it could be anything I wanted to be. And I opened the door and it was my mom. And she looks at me and she goes, what do you think about everybody turning on you? And I looked back at her and I said, well, it's okay. It's just a dream. It's a simulation. And she looked back at me and she blinked. And when she opened her eyes, she had three pupils. And she repeats what I said. She goes, it's a simulation. And I wake up. I'm like, wow, that was kind of weird. Calm down. And I fall back asleep. And when I fall back asleep, I have another dream that I got a letter. <laughs> and it was a letter from whatever being had multiple pupils. And it said... Hi, I am a being from about 70,000 Earth years in your past. I'm testing you. I can see that you're conscious enough to recognize your dreaming, but not conscious enough to do anything about it. It's not good enough. You need to do better. 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 Last week, I had a dream that I went out with friends, had a big night, lots of drinking, revelry, etc., 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 etc. And when I woke up in a dream, I realized that I had both of my nipples pierced. I had no recollection. I guess the implication was that I had gotten them pierced while blackout the night before. Um, 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 and in the dream, I just, I recall absolutely loving it. Like I was just perfectly happy with the piercings. I felt amazing in my body. Um, and when I woke up for real, I was kind of disappointed that it had just been a dream. And ever since then, I've been totally obsessed with the idea of getting that piercing in real life. I've entered this wormhole of obsession. My ex-girlfriend, she killed herself uh, three years ago, April 6th. And uh, I haven't really been taking it well. I've been finding it uh, difficult to get over her. And, um, you know, it doesn't feel like she's really gone as much as it just feels like she went somewhere else. Sometimes I stand outside and I uh, look at the stars and I just think, you know, uh, where are you? And uh, anyway, to get to the dreams part, sometimes I have this reoccurring dream. Sorry. That um, I'm sitting in a room 
And uh, there's a lot of people, and people are moving everywhere. People are coming in and out of doors. And and uh, I see her walk into the room, and uh, I can tell she's looking for me. And, uh, and I just watch her in all of her beauty. And uh, eventually, she'll... Uh, she finds me, you know, and we make eye contact. And we just kind of smile, and, uh, and that's it. dream in first grade that some strange man came to my family's house and made my dad leave the house. We live out in the country, out in the middle of nowhere, and in this dream, me and my sister are in the, are in the living room, and we can see my dad just walking down the country road. He's been expelled from the house. Then this man in my dream is sitting on the couch with my mom and rapes my mom in front of me and my sister. In the dream, there's just like a blur of like body touching so yeah this is the dream of my mom being raped in front of me and my sister as a kid well the next day i go to school i'm in first grade and uh we have a brand new student teacher and he is exactly the man who raped my mom in the dream like it is him he's like kind of muscular He's got like a pointy, narrow chin, kind of like a pointy little nose. He's got hair that's like shoulder length, hair thinning on top. It is that guy. I'm sitting there in class like, what the fuck do I do? The only thing I can think of is like, oh, I'm supposed to raise my hand and tell the teacher, Miss Berger, hey, I had a bad dream about this guy last night. And I sat there in class and I kind of thought this through like, I either tell the teacher, I go to the principal, and what happens next? Then I'm, what, talking to my parents about it? And then I, I could just see, like, the, the, the end of this road was, like, I could envision me having to talk to, like, a psychologist or something. I didn't tell anyone. Nobody would believe me, and I don't know. Who's to say? I've been binging on the secret hotline for a couple of days, and so I think this is a dream I dreamt uh, especially uh, for you. I'm in my late 40s, and I don't have any children, and I know that I'm not going to have any. In my dream, I gave birth to a silent baby. It didn't cry when it came out. We were in some sort of communal situation. There was a baby room, and he lay there with other babies. And for some reason, I went away and completely forgot about him for 24 hours. And I come back to that room and I suddenly realize that I gave birth to a baby and I didn't feed it. And I stand there very much uh, afraid that it was a silent baby so nobody else probably noticed and it could very possibly be dead. And I walk in 
and I see that actually it learned to somehow feed itself on whole wheat bread. It's lying there and eating, and it lives uh, further without me. This is the end of the dream. Now, in true life, the realization that I wasn't going to have babies was very painful for me. That was a few years back. Right now, I'm in a dead-end job that it's uh, way below my uh, abilities. And I know that I need to move on, but I'm not doing enough for that. So I think this connects to all of that. And in a way, in a way, this is a, an optimistic dream because uh, because the baby didn't die and it somehow well learned to move on. In my dream, I'd been standing next to this series of stairs made out of wood and you could reach under the stairs kind of like a stadium seating or I guess in America you might call them bleachers and there was this egg boy it was like a large maybe three foot high egg with arms and legs and he would jump down a step and on each step there was a circle cut out that was the exact diameter of his widest point and so he would jump down the step and get caught in the hole and then giggle and I would pop him out I'd reach underneath the step and pop him out and we'd kind of laugh about it and then he'd hop down onto the next step and the same thing would happen and we'd do that over and over again eventually he reached the last step so he hopped off that step onto the ground and there was a hole in the ground the diameter of his widest point and he jumped in there and got stuck and we were both giggling about it and I went to reach out to pop him out but then realized now he was stuck in the ground and I couldn't get underneath him and so I was frantically patting him and pulling him and trying to find some way to get him unstuck and he was getting more and more distressed and that's when I woke up and found myself standing up patting down my girlfriend at the time's dresser frantically and she was like what are you doing and I couldn't explain to her what I was doing I had to just get back in bed knowing that she wouldn't understand. As a child, I had night terrors. That's the type of thing where the kid is seemingly awake. In my case, I was bolt upright, eyes wide open, screaming at the top of my lungs, usually focused on something that was around the foot of the bed for several minutes at a time and then passed right back out. You're not awake when you do these things. I seem to remember the dreams that correspond with these incidences and I haven't had it in years, but it's always a variation of the same thing. And what makes this difficult to describe is that it's somewhat abstract. It doesn't contain images or sounds or experiences that come from anywhere in the world that I've ever been. Let me see if I can try to describe it. There's usually a sequence that involves things that look like large metal circular plates, almost like drum cymbals, but larger. And they have a hole in the center of them, and they're mounted on a wall somewhere in some seemingly subterranean place. You have to sort of stick your thumb in the hole and turn your hand around. That's one sequence. 
Then it goes into a second sequence, which is a very close view, as if it's right in front of my face, of something that seems like intertwining roots or intertwining intestines, almost tubes. There's sticky goo all over them. They're all knotted. They're moving slightly. They're gurgling. They're flexing. It's just inches away from my face. After a few minutes, it gets pulled back from me, and it's revealed to be this massive, 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 miles, miles wide wall of this uninterrupted, never repeating, alive, moving pattern. But I can see every detail extending for miles as if it was right in front of my face. And it's almost as if it's overloading my mind with information. I haven't had this dream in many years, but it still sticks with me. Interestingly enough, as an adult, I wound up having idiopathic heart problems where I would have ventricular fibrillation, which is when the ventricles stop working and freak out. It's a really, really dangerous type of cardiac event. I read after that that there is a connection between kids having night terrors as a child and growing up to have cardiac arrhythmias or issues later in life. That's it for the standard edition of The Secrets Hotline, for now. For the special extended cut, you can listen by becoming a Patreon supporter at loveandradio.org slash member, or by subscribing in Apple Podcasts. This episode is a collaboration with the musician Autistic Eye, who did all the sound design that you heard. Check the show notes for links to his work. Thank you to everyone who called in with their dreams. I got way too many to include them all in the show, but I did listen to every single one which means I might have enough to put together a part two at some point. So if you want to contribute to a future dreams show, leave a message at the hotline. The number of course is nine two nine secrets, or you can leave an audio message on our website, secretshotline.org. Of course, you can also leave a secret there again. That's nine two nine secrets or visit secretshotline.org. If you change your mind for whatever reason, just call back within 24 hours and I won't publish your call. And if you can, find a quiet place to record and don't use a speakerphone or hands-free device. The quality of the call is much better when you don't. The Secrets Hotline is a labor of love and radio and made possible thanks to our supporters on Patreon. Thank you. I'm Nicholas Sardine, Punch Punch Vanderkolk. Thanks for listening. <laughs>